because your hair looks fucking fantastic. Adam, welcome everybody to the Freedman Podcast. We are back, not out of lockdown, but boys, I'm I'm feeling jovial tonight. I think it's You're getting been... closer. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, not even that. I just I'm just happy to talk to you boys tonight. I don't uh, know what it is. That's good. Nice. You know what it was? Because we had a week off last week, and we've missed each other just the right amount. We had a week good off. I mean, you and I didn't. We found a car park somewhere between, <laughs> halfway between each of our houses near the airport, and skulked in there like a couple of dodgy teenagers for a few beers. But it was awesome. It was great. Yeah. Uh, Phil, you you were missed. Yeah, I mean, you didn't tell me about it, but fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, welcome back to the Freeman Podcast. We're celebrating. Uh, well, we're not. We're, we're celebrating International Beer Day, in, International Drinker Beer Day this week. But um, check out, check out. We've actually released a second episode uh, on uh, earlier in the week. Uh, we reviewed uh, a couple of Bacchus beer beers that we got. And we also counted down our uh, favorite Canadians slash Queenslanders um, that we'd like to share a beer with in honor of the beers that we drank. So, so give that pod a listen. Um, so that that won't feature in this podcast. Um, but this, don't worry, this podcast still has this particular episode particularly has a lot of it's awesome stuff in it. All kinds of great stuff. Yep. So you've come to the right place. Don't worry. Uh, we're going to be going. We're going to be going through our heroes of the week. We got dad joke of the week. Uh, we got you know the fuck we got uh it's a bad week to be um it's all happening all right so let's just jump straight into it uh adam feats of manliness what did you do this week my friend well interesting okay so i've talked about cooking before i love to cook i cook for my family i think it's a very manly thing to do and i did something that i'd never done before this week i made my own pizza from scratch and now when i say i made my own pizza from scratch of course i'm talking mostly about making the dough and one thing we would have all seen since lockdown began is a bunch of would-be bakers suddenly deciding they were having a, a, a loaf of artisan sourdough deep in their souls and it needed to come out. And how we laughed and how we called all those people wankers, right? <laughs> well, I kind of get it now. It's this mix of chemistry and artistry oh, no. and kneading. No, 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 hear me out. You mix up the yeast. It starts to bubble. It starts to foam. You add in the flour. It was a little bit breaking bad, a little bit ratatouille, and all in all, it felt a little bit manly as well, bringing pizza to the table that I'd made from scratch, and it was fantastic as well. So that certainly helped. That's my manly feat. Uh, pizza. Phil, that's the first time I've regretted not paying for the paid version of Zencaster, where I have the badum sound effect that I can just put in <laughs> yeah. while he's doing yeah. while he's doing his little. <laughs> I make a pizza with rosemary and chive. I, uh, I did. Yeah, of course you did. No, I did look delicious. He, you did share photos with us, and I saw you whirling and twirling. I was flinging it. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Quitting it. I was yeah. throwing it in the oven. I my the equivalent I've of that for it. me is is we get from HelloFresh and Dinnerly. So I feel oh, pretty go. gourmet. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to put them in the. You have to pierce the plastic twice before you microwave it. <laughs> Phil, this, I mean, this is this is proof once again, as it always is, that we either die a hero or live long enough to become the enemy. <laughs> and uh, listening to Adzo talk about that, like somebody who was always judgmental of a cult and is suddenly in the cult, and they're like, you know what? <laughs> Actually, they're not, that bad. not they, so bad. They actually make some great points. <laughs> in fact, I have some literature in my car you might be really interested to read. That's right. You just hand me a box of pizza dough ingredients. <laughs> so seriously, it'll change your life. My pupils dilate and something something catches, and the next thing you know, I'm slinging that dough across the kitchen. 
Dear uh, Lord. No, good, good pick, Sad. So, Phil, what, uh, what about you, my friend? I'm just going to stick a language warning on this one because there's only one, one way I can say it. Leg day, cunts. Leg day. Oh, uh, yeah? My manly feat of the week is uh, I, I'm, stepping, I'm stepping things up because uh, while Game of Thrones spent eight seasons building to absolute bullshit talking about winter coming, um, I'm going through eight seasons of absolute bullshit with summer coming and right. it's time to get my summer body in place, which includes oh, no. very specifically leg day. And I don't know if you boys have been to the gym with a trainer anytime recently, but leg day can go fuck itself. Yeah. It is rough. What the fuck guts. are you actually talking about? What the fuck's a leg day? It's like when you work leg- out your leg muscles. 100%. I've had leg days that I couldn't walk afterwards. Right. Yeah. For, for an entire day, the next day. Yeah. 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 Climbing stairs afterwards is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Tristan, I just wish the listeners could see Tristan's face. He is so confused and continue to be so confused. And so I'm just leaning in and just hyping it up more and more as Tristan's like going, like, is that the day that you eat the leg of the chicken? <laughs> like leg of lamb day? What is, no, what is happening? It's a couple here? of thoughts. Is it the day you got a leg over? What a couple of thoughts are going through my head. One of them is I've always had naturally great legs. So I think my legs are naturally <laughs> strong. So I don't think it will be that hard for me. But very modest. But, but, very no, modest. No, no, look, I'll say my arms are weak as shit, but my legs are strong. I know I know I don't have any upper body strength, but I have lower body strength. But I will say so this. you have reverse chicken legs. I have reverse chicken legs. Yes. Okay. Now I'm just thinking about our feats of manliness over the last few weeks. And it's it's basically <laughs> been, I've kind of embellished and, 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 and kind of grown through my family life. Adam's yeah. kind of gone, quite a few have mentioned him, his, his um, actions in the kitchen. And we've yeah. certainly gone through a path of uh, physical endurance and bodybuilding by Phil. And I just mm. love how our feats of manliness is a step in the right direction. Now Adam's uh, building his own pizzas and and building his own pies and and creating some fantastic food you are uh you mean it's a kitchen where you make your own pie (laughs) (laughs) and you're having leg days bro i you know i think phil uh, adzo and i spoke last time we chatted about your last feet of manliness you're like yeah he's never going to step foot in that gym but it sounds like you're making those steps towards your summer body you always dreamed of Mm. So this is the interesting thing about this, and I actually think because we we talk about the modern state of manliness, right? Yep. Is that in the back of my mind is lockdown's going to break, and I'm not going to have an excuse not to go to the you dojo, be ready. and that I yeah. and that my body needs to be ready because um, one of the things that is actually I think when it's done well that is good about masculine culture is giving each other a river of shit for not following through on things we yeah. say we'll do. Agree. Yeah. You're and the fact that I know. Mm-hmm. I can count on the fact that every week until the day I actually <laughs> follow through on this, I'm going to cop shit for it, yeah. is driving me. Yep. It really is. Plus. So uh, plus. thanks, boys, but also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> plus. As a dojo coming along. That's right. That's you're right. Getting it's to the in point, lockdown, right? You're getting to the point where you're going to be out there again and, you know, yep. these chicks are going to be like, you know, they're going to, you're going to be swiping right or swiping left, whatever you do. Yep. You're going to be meeting yep. up and then you're going to have this bod that looks like someone who's just spent a lot of time indoors playing classic Super Mario games on the Nintendo Switch <laughs> and eating yes. microwave butter chicken. So... And yeah. um and and soon to be after Adzo referenced it twice in our last pod, uh, cheese and bacon balls and cheese and because bacon balls. I, yeah. can, I can almost taste them right <laughs> now. Um, and I didn't get a chance to mention it in that pod, but um, just a heads up: if you ever get one of those on a skewer and light it on fire, 
very interesting. Oh, yes. A cheese and bacon ball. ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like cool. Is that the green flame or what? They're like a meteor and they burn for like five minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a real indictment on whatever is in those yeah, things. Yeah, it's the, the petroleum um, that they're made with. But you put a skewer through and you light them and then once they're alive, you kind of whip them around like a fireball. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that goes in your tum-tum. Yeah. Uh, New Year's right. Eve in Bribey <laughs> Island. That's right. <laughs> Everybody gets one cheese and bacon ball, kids. Look, Adzo, Adzo, you're joking. No, don't but... eat it. <laughs> that's right. You 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 think that's a joke, but really, um, there's a reason I know these things. <laughs> All right. So my uh, my feat of manliness for the week, uh, I I had to consult the Brains Trust this week. So I spoke to the wife. I said, "What have I done that's manly so over the last couple?" I of do weeks? that every single week, mate. Yeah. It wasn't spilling a smoking mountain mounty beer on the carpet. <laughs> it's, it's not. That's not a bad effort, is it? Uh, yeah. It's pretty good. By the way, listen to our other podcast to get the full details of that story. Uh, no, my. Uh, so I was gonna hand my manly fit of the week to the vibe of our household because I can't remember if I mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but we found out recently um, during one of the desexing of of our cats. Uh, that the cat that we thought was a girl was actually a boy with a retracted testicle. So, in Hell fact, yeah. this whole house got a little bit more manly. Um, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, uh. mate. <laughs> True. <laughs> but uh, my dear wife did make mention of the fact that, are you serious? You Ever since the NFL started, you've sacrificed sleep especially when we get so little sleep already as it is to get up mm-hmm. and watch sport. And I thought, yes, I mean, two weeks ago, I didn't go to sleep until because I was working late and the kids had been up late. I didn't go to sleep till one thirty. yet I still set my alarm for five o'clock so I could get up and catch the last two hours of the first set of games. And by the way, there are ma- many more games that take place on a Monday when NFL is on, but I still wanted to catch the last two two hours or so, or last hour and a half of the first round of games. She said, you, <laughs> you, you sacrificed a significant amount of sleep and you have been doing that every Monday morning to get up and watch sport. And funnily enough, I, I have even, I think, gotten a little bit of sympathy from her until she remembers why I'm tired. So, so case in point, you know, mid-afternoon, like, uh, uh, early evening Monday, she go, oh, you know, you're looking really tired. You know, you need to go to bed early. I'll, I'll take care of this. And then she sort of, you know, has a second thought about it and go, hang on, you got up to watch sport. You didn't, <laughs> you, you didn't get up because you, you didn't have a bad sleep because you were sick or, you know, the kids were up or whatnot. You specifically chose to go to bed yeah. late and get up early so you could watch NFL and I wouldn't have it any other way, any other way. Basically, she's gone, oh, my God, you look like you're a wreck. Let me get this. You go to bed early. And then she twigs that the NFL was happening and she's like, I'm going to bed early. You take care of this. She, she's that. <laughs> she's that. What's what's her face in? What, uh, what's that Stephen King uh, film with the guy? You know the the writer. Um, what misery? Misery. Yeah, where she's like yeah. all nice, and then suddenly she just turns into she just turns into an evil bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> at some time, at some point, your kids are going to join up like little athletics or something or other that, that starts at six thirty in the morning, and Lindy will be like. Well, you like getting up early in the morning for sport. Yeah. I guess yeah. this one's on you. Yeah, this is the shit that comes back. This is what you can yeah. s- you can see this repeating itself in therapy one day. <laughs> well, if it isn't the consequences of my actions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Let's uh, let's start the show. <laughs> on that note, from the fat team to you, this is the Freedman Podcast. <laughs> Strap in, gentlemen. All right, all right. Hero of the week time. 
dad joke of the week time. Let's start off with dad joke. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, I came up with this one myself. Right. I, okay. Yeah. I just quickly came up with it. And Ooh, a non-Googled one. Non-Googled. And wow. I kept it in theme. I kept it in theme. Uh, international drink a beer day. Um, so it, it better be better than the dog tour one, mate. So <laughs> I think that it's pretty good. Let's uh, see. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I uh, speaking of dogs, my local uh, is the dog, the Duke of Gloucester or something like that. Or I don't know yep. what it is. It stands for something. Um, but um, they have this really lovely uh, but untrained uh, bartender. She's she's really lovely. And do you know why I love her? Why? Because she always gives me too much head. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> there should be yes. a rule with every one of these dad jokes that you have to at some point repeat them to your children. <laughs> yeah. I would say that. Yeah. They wouldn't understand what that means. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that, that would be like the adult jokes that are nested inside the Simpsons and SpongeBob and things like that. <laughs> exactly. That just go straight over a child's head. Exactly. Um, How many of Tristan's other dad jokes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pardon me, you're which, lying in my son. <laughs> which is surprisingly filthy. Change the traffic. Change the subject. Absolutely. Else Moving says, right along. Moving right along, gentlemen. Um, did you know that T-shirt is actually an abbreviation? And it's actually called a Tyrannosaurus shirt. I didn't know that, actually. Tyrannosaurus shirt. Yeah, I didn't It's know because that. of the short arms. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, uh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> God. You know what? And, and in fact, I'm going to say this twice. One for each of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Every yeah. dad joke that Phil ever gives is, you're welcome. And... and <laughs> And I'm going to say it 40 more times for each of our listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Adam, bring it home, baby. Bring it home. All right. Well, because this is uh, this is International Beer Day, uh, it did remind me of this time that I was over in, it was in Invercargill in New Zealand. Uh, this was a few years ago. I yeah. used to work over there a little bit. You did. And it was on my last day there. My host, Cliff, uh, we called him Cliff the Kiwi. Uh, Cliff gets in his car and he goes, hey, Brew, uh, we're done working. Let's see, we headed to the pub. We celebrate a job well done with a few spates, eh? Maybe grab a few takeaway DBs and some LNPs, take them in the chili bin back at the flat. <laughs> well, all right, I jump in the car and we're driving along and you know, Cliff drives along and he sees his mate Kev on the side of the road. Now, Kev's walking down the street carrying two sheep, one under each arm. So Cliff, he pulls over and goes, oi, Kev, you joker. What have you got there, bro? You going to shear those sheep or what? And Kev goes, get your hand off a Cliffy, you knob. I'm not shearing these sheep with anyone. <laughs> it's not a dad joke it's a kiwi joke but it's still very <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's it's not a dad joke it's a kiwi joke yeah. it's definitely not a dad joke because it's kind of implying fucking sheep um, there's always room for a kiwi joke i say oh but honestly, dad honestly adzo gets the win this week just on the basis of that that like sequence of cliff talking yeah yeah uh, it was very a good. perfect kiwi accent um and dropping in about 10 kiwi references in three seconds <laughs> it was a, um, the only thing i think you, know, you missed was going to get some cookie time cookies yeah, yeah. That's if, right. if, if, throw on my genitals, get some cookies, eh, bro? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was, I was about to say that that's not the first time that Adzo delivers his entire load in three seconds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Very good, Adzo. Very good, boys. I liked it. I enjoyed it. That was funny. <laughs> um, okay, hero of the week time, uh, Adzo. You start. Yeah. Okay. So, um, look, I was absolutely going to give it to Norm. 
Norm Macdonald this week. He he passed away sadly uh, just a few days ago. He leaves the world a much sadder place without him. Uh, he's always been one of my favorite comedians. But you know what? I've also been handing out a lot of posthumous awards lately. So I figured I would go looking for an alive hero. Mm-hmm. And this week, I want to give a very special hero of the week to the modern day Robin Hood tale of two men, a road trip into Auckland, and a, quote, large amount oh, of yeah. KFC. Yes. So Auckland is in the extremely harsh level four lockdown, which means you can't even get takeout from a restaurant. And these guys had had enough. So they skipped town and against regulations, not only filled the boot with KFC, but then illicitly brought it back into Auckland for distribution to their likely drunk and desperate mates. The police pulled them over and the guys pulled a sick Yui after spotting the cops, found at least three buckets of chicken, 10 tubs of coleslaw and an unspecified but large quantity of fries. So I know this is controversial. I know we're all supposed to be doing the right thing, but these guys are heroes. Make no mistake, boys. Goddamn modern day saints. Look, first and foremost, one of the things about this story that that really hit home for me was the fact that uh, uh, New Zealand is in such a harsh lockdown that KFC isn't open. I know. I mean, even... Now, even in its strictest dictator Dan level lockdowns <laughs> in Melbourne, KFC was still open because he knows the people need what they need. Um, so, honestly, I think New Zealand was asking for it. Yeah, quite frankly, agree, yeah. if you deny the if you deny that people their crack in the form of fried chicken, well, I think what's I think uh, I think Frank the Tank said it best in old school when he said, "Do you think KFC is still open?" That implies that KFC is always open. When, KFC yeah. is there for you when you need it, hundred percent. Okay. And I am always pleased to hear from Frank the Tank. Yep. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, this this is it. But uh, there's a much more concerning theme within this story, and, and it's this. We, we're all aware of the fact that the world is coming to fruition per the Simpsons, yes. basically. It predicted sure. everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. South Park predicted this. I don't know if you boys have seen the episode where there's no more KFC in town because it gets taken over by the medical marijuana place (laughs) and Cartman starts importing it it and he's actually distributing it like it's a drug. Yep. And so I think we are actually in in the end zone of humanity We're in the dark times. Because it was was one thing for The Simpsons to be creating our reality. Now South Park is creating our reality. Um, and as we know from the episode where they found the bar that was so low. It's <laughs> uh, the Marinara Trench. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and James Cameron had to be deployed to bring it up. It's, um, you know, it's very concerning. We're in the end times, boys. Can I, can I make a little confession? I have not had KFC in, I would say, a spate of maybe six, seven years. And uh, I just had a craving for it about two months ago. I just, yeah. I was by myself. I was in Randwick and I just, I just pulled over and I went in and I, it's been a long time since I went into a KFC store. So long so that when I think I got, <laughs> it's so funny. You know how like, I always feel like there are people who are regular people who go to KFC and they just know what to order straight away. I, I, I was like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I was like, I just want to get the chicken. How do I, can I just get some chicken pieces? And you know, the poor lady behind the, the counter just looked confused and she's like, do you want to, you want to set, I don't even know what she said, but somehow I managed to get food into a bucket. It was much more <laughs> expensive than I remembered it. Oh yeah. Uh, but my God, I tell you what, it was amazing. It hit the spot exactly mm. where it needed to. I have not had a craving since, but when you have a KFC craving, when you, when the Colonel calls, 
nothing will beat it. Yeah. yeah. Look, and, and I really like that. Idea I get what these Kiwis that, were going through. <laughs> I really like the idea that Tristan was on his own and, you know, you, you're raising a young family. It's <laughs> lockdown. There's very little time for you on your own. You sat in the car and you thought to yourself, with this time I have to myself, I think I'd really like to abuse my body. <laughs> well, with, with, with. <laughs> and you can see it's like it's like setting it up because it's going to be masturbation, and then the next scene, the next scene in the movie, you're in the KFC drive-through, no, no, no. ordering ordering self-abuse in the form of food. Yes, please, an extra coleslaw, thank you. <laughs> it's thicker than that with my with my be- so with my perfect. beloved wife um, who's a vegetarian. So I feel like it's almost like I'm I'm cheating on her. You know, I'm I'm like oh, yeah. I'm yes, s- yes, pulling the, so much intrigue, pulling the car off two blocks down the street so no one recognizes it. <laughs> <laughs> Washing your mouth out with mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> the rubbish goes in someone else's wheelie bin. <laughs> it did. You change shirts when you get home real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Comes home, gets straight in the shower. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, trying to wash the like... shame off. Is that gravy on your chin? No, it's another woman, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, amazing. I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay. All right. Brilliant, guys. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, I'm going down the opposite path. Uh, so, Adam and I are polar opposites. So he's always, yeah, he's always choosing the dead person. Um, this week he didn't. This week I did. But I'm oh. giving you, a, I'm giving you a triple bang for your buck because it's been a couple of weeks, and I'm, sadly, there's been some really, there's been some tragedies over the last few weeks. I'm not even kidding. Um, so, and they all sort of link back to Adzo in a way. Sorry to, oh, make it, yeah, <laughs> okay. No, I'll, 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 let me explain why. Um, well, the first is, uh, of course, Michael K. Williams. Oh, yeah. and, uh, that's a weak connection because just because I know Chalky how much. Wife, no, we both loved uh, Boardwalk Empire. We both loved Boardwalk Empire. Uh, I never the really. Wire. I watched the first season of The Wire. It was too slow for me, but obviously yeah. Omar was was big. But he was also in. I watched The Night of. That was a great show. It was also, yep. of course, in Twelve Years a Slave, etc. So shout out to uh, shout out to Michael K. Williams. No, but um, so I there were two that sort of are more personal for you and me, Adzo. Not necessarily okay. in a we love these guys, but just a connection. Obviously, uh, Willie Garson, and I, I don't mean to laugh, but when uh, Adam and I were on a trip in uh, in the USA, we were with a group of people. I was there for work, yeah. and immediately uh, these guys who had never met Adam before, a bunch of Aussie travel agents, saw Adzo and leant over the to me. Bald dude. Hey, he, <laughs> like, he looks like the bald dude from uh, Sex in the City. Now, Adam doesn't look anything like this guy, yet he was racially vilified for having bald hair and glasses and uh I was called willie the rest of the trip <laughs> it was called willie the rest of the trip. <laughs> it was mean amazing but- like, my name's adam we've already got an adam your name's willie <laughs> they did have an adam <laughs> they did so look respect to willie uh obviously terrible that to, to pass away at a, at a young age um and uh yeah respect to him so mm. uh but my uh my even closer hero to you and I, Ad. So I don't know if you saw this one because I don't really know him for anything outside of this, really. Uh, was the death of Roger Michelle, who was the director of our favorite movie of all time, Notting Hill. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, we mentioned I, this. I didn't. 
Yes, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago uh, when we Don't were recording. Don't movie when we're ever, whenever we're on a plane. Like, <sighs> let's uh, put Notting Hill on, I guess. Yep. And um, he's gone. He's gone, and I... Just to be perfectly honest with you, I, I obviously don't really know the man and I don't even really know how he passed away, uh, but I did see something that he had passed away and yeah, uh, when, I, when I was reading about what else he was famous for, I didn't really recognise anything. I think he was big in British theatre, but uh, for directing our favourite movie of all time, my nominated hero of the week is to Roger. Rest in peace, yeah. buddy. No, I've Googled it. He um he, he he died after police shot him with rubber bullets at a anti-lockdown riot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he is our hero, hero of, of the, the week. week. I mean, he's I mean, he's no KFC bandit. But um... <laughs> all right, uh, yeah. uh, who 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 named? So wait, who named the KFC guys? Was that you, Phil, or Adam? That was me. I, I okay. haven't I haven't I haven't nominated the hero yet. of the week yet. Yeah, and the the trouble is that. Adzo has nominated the KFC Bandits, which mm. absolutely has my vote. Yep. <laughs> um, and you've nominated a bunch of people who did great work in the world and died. Um, and I've gone straight to football. Uh, so it wow. feels like I should have gone first because trying to follow <laughs> those two acts doesn't work very well. But this is a heartwarming story. So my hero of the week is Raul Jimenez from Wolverhampton Wanderers, who came back from an almost year-long injury. Absolutely devastating injury at the peak of form about a year ago. Long road to recovery. Uh, wasn't 100% sure he'd be coming back. And he's come back in, first game at home, scores the winner in a 1-0 victory. Wow. And it just warms the heart. Warms that does the heart. Warm the heart. To see somebody who's, who's been going through the fire for the last year get the comeback that he deserved. He's an incredible player. He's a joy to watch, and it's a hell of a goal. Take a look at the highlights. Just jinking around players. Just... Back to his best. First game back. Love it. Love yeah. It. Love to see it. That's a classic Phil pick. I love it. So it's going to the Aussie, the Kiwi KFC guys, right? 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to um, what should we talk about? Should we put, Insert Cartman's sound bite here of him selling the KFC crack. Okay. Tristan. I'll do that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he'll yep. do it. Turkey fried chicken is illegal. Yeah. All right, we're going to do It's a Bad Week to Be. Um, do you want me to start? Sure, go for it, man. All right. Uh, it's a bad week to be Peppa Pig. Is it? It is a bad week to be Peppa Pig. I didn't, I didn't know there was such a thing for Peppa Pig. I mean, she's been riding high for years. Well, you'd think that, right? You'd think, how could Peppa Pig do anything wrong? Yeah. Well, it turns out that Peppa Pig is one of the numerous cartoons that the Chinese government are apparently going to be banning uh, from being aired in the country of China as part of their uh, crackdown on children's entertainment. Really? Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, I haven't read too much into this because I prefer to just, you know, take a holistic view of China and go everything they kind of do is uh, is evil sometimes. Uh, and, you know, that that ultimately... Very holistic, Tristan. Well... Very holistic, very balanced. I'm pretty sure we drew a pretty massive line in the sand last week when we put our flag next to America and England and say, hey, we're predominantly white, speak English, and we have flags that are red, white, and blue, so we should all band together. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we, we drew a I pretty obvious... I don't know what obvious... you're talking about. 
I always think of that. Well, where's Canada in that, by the way? Hello, Canada. But um, look, China has obviously China's does some interesting things as uh, as we view from an external uh, viewpoint. Uh, but one of this, uh, one of the concerning things they're doing is is starting to, as you see in in, in certain uh, countries such as this, they are starting to put limitations on what is portrayed in their media, and a big part of that is cartoons that. Um, that display strong acts of violence, uh, you know, sexual content, drug use, um, or uh, I guess cartoons that um, don't go with the narrative that the government wants to portray. And I don't. I I've mean, watched a lot of sequence Pepper. of things. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, you basically just described Peppa Pig. Right no, there. I, you know, gratuitous I just, violence. No, savage what? sex scenes. <laughs> Could it be now? Hear me out. Could it could it be that somehow the Chinese government are getting confused with those weird porn tubes where they display like you know The Simpsons or Family oh, Guy yeah. toon porn? Somehow you, you know that there's going to be some sort of Peppa Pig toon porn out there. I, you oh, know. definitely. Is there a chance that the government's kind of gotten confused and gone? We've seen these Peppa Pig cartoons. And they are not because yep. I've watched a lot of Peppa Pig. I have two young boys. We've watched a lot of Peppa Pig more than any man should have to. And <laughs> I have never been offended by a single thing. Pretty much all their episodes involve them getting dirty in mud and looking for her younger brother's dinosaur. It doesn't okay. bend too much from that. Doesn't Daddy Pig, his whole face, look a little bit like a cock and balls? Got a very hairy scrotal sack. <laughs> is that what it is? Proud nose. <laughs> looks a little bit dickish. I reckon they've they've done a quick search of of Peppa Pig, seen Daddy Pig, and just gone. Uh uh-uh. uh. It does. Not, oh my god. No. Not, oh my god. And <laughs> so, no. Phil, Phil, Phil. And so's and so's right. Quickly Google never, search Daddy Pig. I, I just did, yeah. and, and I never thought that I would enter the search term "Peppa Pig's dad" into uh, into 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 Duck Duck Go, and I've I've gone to images, and uh, you know he is one direct ballsack shape away from being Peter Griffin's face uh, in pig form, and uh, yeah, have uh, yeah. But think about all those. I'm just think about those. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of that Family Guy episode where he's rubbing, he's stroking his chin and it comes off and he looks at it and he goes, how did these get up here? And puts it in his bed. Think about those pictures of cock and balls used to draw on like, you know, on the yeah. wall or on the toilet thing. And he'd always do a couple of little hair strokes. Oh, on the there's a couple of- <laughs> That's his beard. Yeah. Couple oh, of frizzy little hairs coming off the sack. That's that's Daddy Pig right you there. You nailed it, Adzo. No you got it. They, no wonder they cancelled him. Oh, so China, hero of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sure there's a lot more to this story. Or there probably isn't. But they, <laughs> unfortunately, Peppa Pig, all that sweet, sweet Chinese... Um, I don't know what do they use. Do they use do they use Ethereum Yuan. now? Yuan. Okay, I thought maybe they're on the Bitcoin. They but, definitely uh... <laughs> don't use Ethereum. They just purged all cryptocurrency from the nation. Ah, uh, so yeah. Sorry, Peppa Pig. It's a bad week to be you. Fair enough, too. Yeah. Well, I reckon it's actually a bad week uh, to be a thrifty car seeker in Mississippi, and I'll tell you why. So, two guys were out. They're they're on the hunt for a car. They happened upon a car in Byram County, Mississippi. Keys in the ignition, a little old, but in fine working order. And better yet, there's a sign on the window that simply says, free car. So they take it. 
Obviously, of course they do. And they drive it for about 30 miles before they stopped high-fiving just long enough to notice the smell. They pull over and they decide maybe now's the time they should have a quick look through the car before making off with such a bargain. Boom, dead guy in the boot. Oh, God. So police are now trying to piece together the timeline for this grisly discovery, but it seems likely that it's a case of foul play. But rather than go down the same old ho-hum shallow grave in the woods path, the criminal has just chucked the dude in the boot, written a sign saying free car, left the keys there and just walked off. Pretty crazy and has made me want think, have you guys ever accidentally aided and abetted or accidentally committed a crime? I remember not long after 9-11, I flew to Melbourne for a work job where I was wiring up a hotel network and found when I arrived at Melbourne Airport that I had carried a box cutter in my laptop carry-on bag the entire way. Can you Anything you guys have ever done? Perhaps something the statute of limitations has already expired on? Ever accidentally commit a crime, Tristan? So while Tristan's thinking about that, because he's got his thinking face on, all I can think about right now is the Rick and Morty episode with the <laughs> devil and that you don't pay with money. And yeah. uh, so I'm thinking they should have just taken that car to, pur- to Curse Purge Plus and, uh, <laughs> and, and had the Curse Purge from it. <laughs> and then, they, then all they'd have left is a free pair of mittens, free- I mean a free car. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just standing on the side, yes, take my free car. It's a free car, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, but there might be something that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. There's a dead body in the boot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to take yeah, it. That's the cool. <laughs> it's cool. We got Let's this. Just take you to Curse Purge Plus. Ricky, ticky, ticky, biatch. No, I, I, I haven't. The, the, the most I've ever gotten in trouble with the police was when I um broke into, but all in good fun, broke into my public school when we were mucking around on the grounds during the weekend. And we didn't realize that the school had alarms all over it. And when we came out of the uh, window, there were two police cars uh, right outside and, and, and we were basically given a warning. That's the closest I ever came to uh, being a, uh, a, a a criminal. But I did feel like um, a criminal. I think it's funny, those, those early memories of um, the first time I was ever in trouble with the police, I think it really... <laughs> I was thinking I was so shit scared that it actually paved the way for me to never do anything. <laughs> the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah. That one time the cop looked at me and said, you're, you're naughty for doing this and I'm going to give you a, a, a warning. And uh, I think I remember he, you know, this is back in the day before mobile phone numbers and all that kind of stuff. I think he asked for my phone number and I, I actually think I gave the wrong number and, and, and there wasn't really any way to check. So he said, yeah. all right, I'm going to be calling your parents and, uh, and you know, but, you know, you can go and, and I, you know, whether he ever attempted to. But I remember thinking, huh, I guess you just can give a fake number. But look, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sh- I'm sure there's something that I've done that's led to something bad. But, you know, uh, sliding doors, right? You never know. Yeah, the closest the closest thing I could think of, um, and this wasn't me in action, but it's one of my one of my favorite childhood stories, which is at one stage um, in, in my youth, uh, we suddenly received several Nintendo 64 games for free through a uh, family friend's friend. Right. Nintendo 64 games just showed up for free in in sort of white cases and it was like Mission Impossible, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, a few a few Nintendo 64 <laughs> games. And uh, I'm like, like these games came out, came out of nowhere. So like as a kid, I'm like, mum and dad just came home with them. They're like, oh yeah, we got these. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, they said, the, the guy said they fell off the back of a truck. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't know what that meant as a kid. And so I spent some years being like, how amazing that these games just like fell off the back <laughs> of a truck. And then and then somehow I got them. Like 
we should follow trucks around. <laughs> Because when things just drop off the back, it's amazing. Like this kid lot. You don't have to pay logic. for them or anything. Yeah. 100%. I was like, this is amazing. And uh, yeah, it wasn't until years later that that one came around. But uh, I had a very good time with those games. M- Mission Impossible on Nintendo 64 is surprisingly good. I oh, okay. just thought of something, actually. I did. Oh, go on. Well, I'm not going to mention any particular names, but there was certainly a time in my life when uh, I assisted someone to sell, uh, you know, potentially products that had asbestos in them, uh, products that didn't work uh, online in a open, (laughs) you know, electronic bay uh, sort of (laughs) stock house, if you will. Uh, You know, deep down, I think I knew that these weren't the best quality products and that people probably wouldn't uh, be particularly happy when they received them. But, uh, you know, I was young, dumb and needed the money. So you got to do what you got to do, mate. But you enough about your do. but enough about your work at Gate Seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Phil, wrap it up for us, bro. For me, it is a bad week to be locked down because your days are numbered. So true. Get the fuck out of here. We've had enough. So it's a bad week to be map. locked down, or bad week to be someone who loves lockdown. Oh, both. Yeah. Both. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But but lockdown itself, I mean, all being well, that, that fuck is out of here for good. Um, so it's been a long one, but the roadmap has been laid out. It's a matter of... Oh, you're personifying lockdown. Sorry, got lockdown it. Lockdown itself. Yep, got it. The concept of a lockdown, yep. which can fuck right off, yep. uh, is, uh, is headed out the door. Is it and, though? Uh, is it? In phases. Yeah. In phases. I've noticed there's I've noticed this week they've gotten a lot more like I, I I've been singing praises of like we're going down this path. I've yes. noticed they've gotten a lot more grey and um non specific over the last couple of days and it's making me my little spider senses are starting to go, uh oh. <laughs> there is yeah. a worrying number of asterisks. Yes. However, it appears to be on the way out, but it's interesting to just see you can see the politicians have had enough. They're ready to pack this up. They're done with the daily conferences, but the the sort of heads of the of the um, public health and and medicine are like, oh no, when we said eighty percent, we kind of meant ninety percent. You're like, look, okay, look, I get that we needed these guys to make the decisions for a while, um, but at a certain point, we need to not listen to the people who are the most naturally risk averse people yeah. in the room, um, and that's what we want them to be. But at a certain point, we're going to say, I'm sorry, we're opening up anyway. We've got to listen to the um, guy that wants to open the pub. That's what we're going ab- to do. Absolutely. At a certain <laughs> point, at a certain point, you have to say to yourself, it's time to start listening to Clive Palmer. Um, <laughs> you know, I spoke to someone recently who uh, who shares a view of opening up. And, and actually, she brought up a really good point. It's that we obviously take our uh, advice from, you know, the medical board, the medical officers, et cetera. And these guys are doctors. And what is the Hippocratic Oath? It is to protect life no matter the cost, right? It's about Earth preserving no life, yeah. you know? So th- there are so many factors here that, you know, when it's just, when advice is just taken yes. from a doctor, it's just yes. one view on it, isn't it? And, so, and that's the advice that we want from a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. you want them to think that way, to be built that way, but at a certain point we've just got to go, well, the economic harm will kill people in the wrong run, these different things. It's, so, it's such a multivariate complex situation. And so, yeah, it's uh, enough's enough, really. Like, Well, it's win-win for us, Phil, up. because uh, we either come out of lockdown, which, or, you know, it's at least a big part of it, which is great. And if we don't, we can put in one of those awesome memes which says about this particular podcast, which says, will this age well? 
you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. yeah woo We're getting out of lockdown <laughs> until... Yeah. Sorry. Ah, uh, good one, boys. Uh, all right. Lots of fun. Let's uh, let's wrap up the show with a little... Um, you're fucking kidding, right? Um, and talk some sports. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue the music. You want to go first, Phil? I'll jump in. Go for it, I'll please. In. Go in the, for it. In the, in the sporting world, and you know me, it's always about the it's always about the football. One of these days, I'll find something that isn't. No, you won't. Um, but I like to go into the perspective of who in the sporting world was saying the words "You're fucking kidding, right?" Um, in any one week, and this week it was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from uh, the Manchester United coach, who was uh, setting his team out on the weekend against Aston Villa, the mighty Aston Villa. Uh, who were promoted a whole two seasons ago, uh, as he launched out with his front four of Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Fernandez, Paul Pogba, and Mason Greenwood, and then brought Edinson Cavani and £100 million signing Jaden Sancho off the bench and watched his team lose nil one to Villa <laughs> oh my at God. home. <laughs> it's just like I just love it when you get a team that spends that much on talent and they just can't <laughs> string it together. And you just imagine Ole's on the on the thing going, he's been given everything. He's got no excuses <laughs> left. And he's put that much, he's put like five hundred, like half a billion dollars worth of talent on the field and they can't put a goal past Villa. It's glorious. That's insane. Glorious. Isn't it? And but so you know- Ole's there going, You're fucking kidding, right? But you know, that's Come that's on. the thing with with it happens so much. Like we see it in every sport. Yep. Money doesn't. It does sometimes, but doesn't always buy you a championship. You can't put value on a team gelling. Sometimes you've got egos that are too big. Sometimes it doesn't work. And I'm not saying this isn't going to work for Manchester United. I don't even know where Manchester oh, United is. Oh, it's not going to work. Okay, it's not going to work. But, yeah. you know, it, it just amazes me how this is still a thing. And I get it. Sport is much more now than even just winning a championship. I mean, you know, there is money to be made just on the names that you sign up, regardless of how you go. But I don't think we can be too surprised when a little plucky team like Aston Villa uh, make... The only thing I wish, you know, whenever whenever that happens, I just start in my head thinking about what the odds were for Aston Villa to beat Manchester United. (laughs) Adam and I should have gotten on that in our betting competition, but, you know, we've missed the boat. So 100%. yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But yeah, look. But it is. It's it's one of those things. Like certainly in the Premier League, where there's no salary caps, there's no constraint on competition beyond what's called financial fair play, which is basically a load of shit. Um, money does buy you titles, but not without coherence. You've got to actually yep. really be thinking about who you sign. Like Manchester City have won several titles now. They spend the big bucks, but they don't go for an aging superstar. They don't go for these different things. They're like, who's the person that we're going to spend a lot of money on who's actually going to make this team more balanced and better? Yeah. Um, aside from some pretty shitty centre-half purchases down the, down the years, but um, centre-halves and wing-backs, generally speaking, Manchester City know who they're buying and why. Whereas Manchester United seems to be like, who will sell a lot of shirts <laughs> um, and who can we get, yeah, basically, yeah. Of, of those two things. And then they, you know, they sprog out $100 million. They do sell $120 million worth of shirts. So as a business, it's working. It works. Makes um, a lot of sense. And when you're not spending that much money on creating the product, it uh, works even better. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, Manchester United fans watching Aston Villa win 1-0. You're fucking kidding, right? Uh, makes a lot of sense. Good pick, Phil. 
All right, so I want to talk about Reese Walsh. Talk to me. NRL's Rookie of the Year. He was only one week away from the end of the season, and he gets arrested by Gold Coast Police on the <laughs> weekend. Yeah. Now, Walsh, drunk, a little rowdy, in a nightclub, was given the old move-on order by police Saturday night, and then was spotted at 1 a.m. in yet another nightclub, arrested and taken down to Gold Coast Police Station. He was eventually released without charge. Fine. Although police say they are still investigating possible drug offences by the young man on the night. Of course they are. But how did all this go public? How? Fucking TikTok. It started off with earlier in the night when the Cronulla forward Toby Rudolph uploaded a video of them all singing Sweet Caroline and we've all been there. And then yep. the now viral TikTok of Walsh being first questioned by police and then handcuffed and dragged away was dropped just after it all happened. So the incident is now in the hands of the NRL Integrity Unit. Of course it is. But you'd have to think, having your reputation and possibly even your incredible achievement as Rookie of the Year marred in controversy because a couple of dickheads can't keep their phones in their fucking pockets for five minutes. You're fucking kidding, right? <laughs> Look, and and beyond TikTok, I mean, really, this is a symptom of the fact that the Gold Coast is an entity of its own, <laughs> and and when it chooses to claim you, it will. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't give a shit about your status. Like rookie of the year, get yeah. fucked. It, uh, it doesn't have. The, has him now. <laughs> yeah, it's it doesn't have. It doesn't have the quite the same ring as Vegas, but I get it. We don't have much, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. No, because because what happens in Vegas actually stays there, whereas in the Gold Coast it goes national. It goes on TikTok. <laughs> um, it goes viral. And, uh, I, and I love the fact that you're like he got kicked out of one nightclub and then popped up in another because I'm just seeing that Simpsons meme with Mo throwing out Barney <laughs> and then Barney pops up behind Mo and this is exactly what's happened. This is him on the Gold Coast. He's there to have a good time and he'll have it until he's in handcuffs. It's it's unbelievable, and to add to that, uh, I, I, I'll do I'll say something different. I've got a, I've got a better. You're fucking kidding, right? Than than this particular line because this is just this is a sort of a draft. You're fucking kidding, right? Because this just happens every week. It's just come out today. Two Melbourne Storm players uh, they haven't been identified yet have been featured in a video uh, that's now been leaked online in a hotel room where they're snorting some white powder. I mean, I yeah. doubt that it's aspirin. Um, <laughs> and I'm just, and the integrity unit is involved. Um, it's Wizfiz. It's Wizfiz. Um, it, yeah, you're fucking kidding, right? I mean, these guys, seriously, you, you can't even make this shit up. But whatever, somehow it just c- continues to happen. And uh, these guys, because they're sports stars, seem to get away with it all the time. Imagine if, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Let's let's look. <laughs> look, and, and and I think we have we we really have two tranches of things that can come out of this, which is there's you're fucking kidding, right? And there's yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. Um, <laughs> that's so true. That makes about uh, that makes about sense. The fucking kidding right really should be the guy that didn't put his fucking phone away for five minutes while everyone was doing their lines. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's like okay, can can you all turn off your phones just while we get this done, and then we can like party again? It's like oh yeah, hang on, I'm just gonna get one more shot. You're fucking kidding, right? I'm just, I'm just uploading this to the Victorian Police Twitter. <laughs> this is going to be gold. Listen, they're not paid for their smarts, that's for sure. No. Now, look, uh, there, look, there are a few things. Uh, look, look, we do your fucking king right, but I uh, just want to give a quick uh, applaud to the Melbourne Demons. First championship in 57 yes. years. If you want to pull a couple of your fucking kidding rights out of that, you can hand it to Christian Petrarca, who um, got the most... Uh, 
most uh, disposals in a grand final with 40. Uh, so that's wow. what you're fucking kidding, right? And I think the young kicker, kicked, one of the young kickers, kicked six goals, which I think also tied a record. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty massive win. So shout out to the demons. I don't know if I ever made them my shoe in of the week, but well, um, and, I'm sure uh, I did at and, some and, point. <laughs> and the bulldogs they were playing against, you know, in the ascendancy, go something like 20, 25 points ahead, and then um, basically the demons just turn around and score like 10, they, 10, yeah. 10 unanswered um, and absolutely dominate them. So you can think this team was like, oh, no, we've got this, we've got this, and then you're nope. fucking kidding, right? We just ain't got this. We them. ain't got this. Dominated. We've Oh, okay, this is getting embarrassing. They've scored twice as many as us. Oh, shit, now yeah. it's over. Yeah. Uh, another you're fucking kidding right goes to the Melbourne Storm for losing. No one thought they would. Uh, another you're fucking kidding right goes to Team Europe in the Ryder Cup who got destroyed by the USA. But my <laughs> yeah, big, uh, my big you're fucking kidding right. Um, don't you just love how Adam just gets excited about golf because of this tipping competition that we're in? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was guttural. Yeah, no, dude. But my uh, my biggest you're fucking kidding right goes to the Detroit. Lions and the Detroit Those Lions fans who this morning were watching their team. They were playing against the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL, who are a powerhouse. Uh, they scored a touchdown with you know, somewhere under a minute to go. Uh, that unfortunately was enough time for the Ravens to march the ball up to the. I have to work out the math. Sixty-six yards, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's like to this ten years. So basically, it was about the halfway line. At which point, Justin Tucker, as time expired, kicked a sixty-six-yard field goal that hit the crossbar, bounced up in the air, and just fell on the right yeah. side of the crossbars. For the Baltimore oh, Ravens to win by a point. And just so you know, that was a NFL record. Yep. It's the equivalent, 66 yards is the equivalent of 60 meters. And I was thinking like, is that long? Is that far? I did a quick Google search. Apparently the longest penalty kick in the NRL was done by the Pat Richards in 2015, about 55 meters. So when wow. you think about it, these guys are kicking the ball in a live action. It's quickly got to be held up with a finger and kicked live. That's a 60 meter kick done on the fly to yep. not, not just a kick like at the end of a half either. It was to win the game. So and, uh, I and just in case that wasn't enough, he's, sh- Full show ponied it by getting it on the bar. Bounces off bounce, the bar and, and then in. over. <laughs> like, that's a, he's, he's, he's actually done a trick shot. Like he's lined up on the snooker table and gone, I can put this straight in the hole or I can bounce it off a couple <laughs> of walls and put it in and he's gone for the trick shot. He's uh, thinking, give it 60 seconds. No, 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 let's go off the bar. <laughs> yeah. I was lucky uh, enough to watch the end of this game live this morning, uh, you know, yeah. uh, refer back to uh, beginning feats <laughs> of manliness. And... Um, it, it was amazing how just watching the, the lead up to it, you know, he's going to attempt a 60. Now, this, this guy is the best kicker in the game, so I was thinking he's mm. going to make this. But it was amazing. The lead up to it was he's going to be an NFL record. And, you know, the Lions fans who haven't won a game yet and are just such a hapless team were celebrating because, wow, they're good. it's finally luck's well, turning their yeah. way. And the deathly silent that happened. And and the bounce happened in such slow motion in a way. I, I, yeah. hit the thing just sort of going up in the air. And if you've ever watched the NFL, you're waiting for the, the umpires, the referees, to put up their arms to show whether it's good or not. And I was waiting for them to sort of do the no good because I thought it had bounced forward. And then suddenly the arms go up and I'm like, unbelievable. Yeah. Un- 
fucking believable. So to all Detroit Lions fans out there, to all of the Detroit Lions team, to anyone who supports Detroit, you're fucking kidding me, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Great work, boys. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up the show, right? Uh, if there is another segment to do, there'll be another segment after this. No, we do have, actually, that was all just for show. We do have a fun little segment <laughs> for the end. Uh, now, this is a, a surprise <laughs> segment. That was some really robust covering for your own uh, lack of preparation. <laughs> team, man, I love it. I love it. We were blessed to have uh, longtime supporters of the pod and contributors of the pod, Anonymous mm. and Chappie of Chappie Asks, two Brisbane boys, attend Bacchus Brewing on the weekend. And uh, I got a chat into them on Sunday. We spoke live from Backers Brewing while they went through a considerable amount of flights of the beers. Um, Thirty-three beers, I think they had. Yep. Uh, they yep. met Ross, which uh, which was which was lovely. And uh, unfortunately, the audio through their beloved AirPods weren't the <laughs> uh, weren't the best uh, pieces of equipment to record. Uh, add in the background noise of uh, other patrons. All those um, dogs that they allow there. <laughs> dogs. Um, and just general drunkenness. So I created a little best of of our conversation. And uh, I'm going to leave it here at the end of the pod for everyone to enjoy. Uh, and um, with that, we might uh, we might strap out, Phil, unless you guys have got anything else to say. No, till next week, everybody. Strap out, gentlemen, and enjoy the backer special. Good night, boys. Good night, gals. Peace. Hey folks, here's a story about Minnie the Moocha. She was a low down huge goocha. She was the roughest, toughest frail, but Minnie had a heart. It's an exciting day. Uh, our our colleagues in Queensland um, and myself in Sydney, we've said fuck you to Gladys. We've said fuck you to Anastasia. We have um, blurred the border between Queensland and New South Wales and through the magic of Zoom, uh, I'm talking to none other than Anonymous and Chappie of Chappie Asks who are live at Bacchus Brewing in, I think it's Kapalaba, Kapalba. I've probably pronounced that. I'm, I'm a, one of those filthy people from south of the border. I probably butchered that. Uh, so firstly, Chappie, how are you, sir? I'm very well. I'm so glad to finally be on the pod that I basically found it. And have been, you know, running to great, great, you know, high expectations always met with my chappy ass. So, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks. You're joined with Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous, how are you, sir? I'm Anonymous. That's all you got, right? You're not going to get any. You're not going to get anything out of me. Otherwise, those internet sleuths are going to figure out who I am. And I uh, have the sun setting. Well, the sun never sets in Queensland. It's always beautiful. But, it's always um, beautiful. Beautiful one day, perfect the next, I believe. That's right. But you'll never get to see it. Uh, all right, Chappie, paint me, uh, paint me a word picture of, of the, the brewery, um, your initial thoughts, and uh, is it everything I, I dared hoped it would be? It's in an industrial area. Um, lots of kids, lots of dogs. Yep. Um, so very family friendly. Um, I've only been glared at a couple of times, so that's good for Queensland. Inside is your hipster bar where they don't spend much on accessories, but they've got 
they put all their love into the flavor of the product that they're selling. So speaking of the flavor uh, that they put into, so I, I want to let you know, um, we're about to talk to you about what paddles you guys are drinking. That's a paddle. And I, I, it, is, uh, it is about lunchtime on a Sunday. Um, and I have just recently had a, a late breakfast. So I thought I'll stay in mood. So I'm, I'm, I've cracked open their Belgian mocha stout, which is a 7.8% uh, coffee stout. And it's uh, quite lovely, wow. quite balanced. I feel like because it's got coffee in it, I'm kind of doing the right thing. Um, it's healthy. It's and that's you know, I think it's uh, sensible. It's a sensible drink to drink at this time. I want to get into. Okay, so you guys have gotten paddles. Talk, talk me through it. What, what are we drinking so far? So we're so we're on our second paddle, and the rating system I'm using is the official Star of David rating system. <laughs> so we've started with Vienna Road. That was three Star of David's Nitro Colt. Five stars of David's Queensland Ale, just because of the name, it got six stars of David out of five. Um, the rest we're <laughs> continuing to drink, and we're currently on the Red Raider, which is five star of David's. Anonymous, do you wish to uh, <laughs> do you wish to report on why you guys are using Star of David? I'll just go back to one of the earlier observations first, though. And Chappie, who often asks, was telling, and he was telling of there being a family friendly environment, including dogs. But I have to say. Needs more dog. <laughs> needs more dog. Um, right, we'll, we'll talk to Ross to, about that. We'll get more dogs by the time you go next. Needs more dog. But uh, I will say the rating system Ooh. was not my design. Mm-hmm. I think it's really... It's, with, with Chappie, you have, to, you have to know the man to understand what he does. And mm-hmm. I think the Star of David was just the easiest shape for him to draw. Um, someone asked me whether it was a picture of Alderaan and I was like, it fucking says Tatooine. <laughs> but anyway, you know, good on you for knowing some of the planets in Star Wars. Does that really um, piss you off but- when people get Alderaan and Tatooine mixed up? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're having a go. They're having a go. Um, look, I, I get I get frustrated by many things in Star Wars, but yeah, that's not one of them. Um, um, Padme okay. not, bring, not using her riches to buy um, Anakin's mum. From Chappie, that, Chappie, that Chappie, Chappie, this isn't a um, a podium for you to talk about everything that pisses you off about <laughs> Star Wars, just to let you know. I'm going to cut you off short there, my friend, but we can, we can dedicate an entire episode to that on a full Chappie arcs and Chappie taketh away. Awesome. So, uh, Anonymous, start with your uh, favourite Queenslander, why don't you? It's a complicated question, you see, because there are many. And uh, I've gone to the well, uh, the well being my what Mrs. Anonymous's research, and she's found for me an article published 12 years ago on the 10th of June 2009 at 12.32 p.m. by the Brisbane Times. And its number one favourite Queenslander apparently is the Young Gabbard Immigration Centre. I'm not sure how that topped the list and how it beat number two, but perhaps it's... Uh, Queenslanders looking after Queenslanders by keeping everybody out. Um, but going to number two on that <laughs> list, and it really, as I as I think, there probably is no more famous Queenslander than number two. Now we've got, you know, you could you could cast your mind back. You could you could go to someone like Ash Party. You could go way oh, back to right. the I think it was I think it was the nineteen ninety Commonwealth Games. Haley Lewis. She was an amazing yep. uh, gold medalist, five or six at the time, and she got to meet the Queen. Uh, really embodied that uh, go-getter attitude of Australians and certainly Queenslanders. Yeah. Um, but number two on this list that I'm staring at from the 10th of June 2009 at 12.32pm is none other than Steve Irwin. Wow. 
Irwin. While Chappie is just hand gesturing next to me, he's either unhappy or I've taken his number one Queenslander. I'm not sure. Chappie, or there's his, always um, Bindi. Don't you worry about that. There's always Bindi. Yeah. He also could be mid-seizure. I don't know. Are you just basically going through every Queenslander who's famous and, and stealing everyone's list? It's a, it's a list. Um, in terms of famous Queensland sites, number one, Australian Zoo. All right, I'm going to switch to uh, I'm going to switch to Chappie at this point. Uh, I'm also going Did to mention the Great Barrier Reef that Steve Robert Irwin was born in Victoria. But let's let's get past thank that. Thank you. He's, He's on the thank list. Thank you. Um, no, no, no. Shut up. Anonymous. Chappie, Chappie, over to you. <laughs> you better edit. You better edit that out. <laughs> Chappie. Anyway, um, Steve Irwin was born in Victoria. However, my um, favourite Queenslander is the Irwin family who was born in Queensland. So Steve Irwin might, be, might have been born in Queen uh, Victoria, but his family as a whole and Australia Zoo, his homeland is now Queensland. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, that's my favourite Queenslander. Oh. And I'd like you to declare Anonymous's uh, decision null and void because he doesn't know where people no, were born. No, I, I don't even need to do that. You basically just um, prices righted him. So so Anonymous yep. came in with the, with the you, you know, guess of like $2.53 and you've just come in and said, oh, I go $2.54 and uh, anything yep. above $2.54, exactly. you win. Yeah, well done. Chappie yep. knows that. Chappie knows how to play this game. Let's switch straight into your favourite Canadian, Chappie. Okay, this one, this one, no one is going to be able to top. Hayden Christensen. <laughs> My favourite Canadian. Look, right, he's, cool. he's had, like, like many Canadians, he's had some grief over the years, but he is an amazing actor. Um, yes, there were, you have to realise that he was, he was an up and, up and coming star um, before he was grabbed by Star Wars. And pretty much everyone complained about the director um, directions, I guess. So they were getting on um, Star Wars. Liam Neeson famously cried in front of a green screen because he didn't think it was real acting. And George Lucas was famous for asking for 30 takes for one thing. Well, you can imagine an actor gives their best take on the first one. So if you're wondering why a lot of people look really stilted and, um, yeah, just don't really seem into it, you can understand um, their perspective. So oh, we've seen the yeah, movies. Look. Don't you worry about that. No, imagine he, being in a movie. So, imagine being in a movie so bad that it basically. Imagine being in something so horribly, like a movie that's supposed to be so big that it actually ends up ruining your life. That that's on the that he should sue like he should wouldn't that he be should. incredible if he actually he took him to court to the directors to court to sue <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing I, like I, I'm suing I you would, for ruining my life yeah Hayden Christensen he was at the beginning of your career Jake Lloyd good pick buddy <laughs> and what I like about your pick um, is that he was actually born in the country that we're asking you to nominate so I'm gonna, with you. that thank you I'm going to throw it over to. Uh, to anonymous and um, and his pick of his favourite Canadian. Keep it in the country, bro. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, there is John Candy. Wow. Both amazing okay. superstars. And know where they interacted together? Um, Blues Brothers. I, I answered that for you. It's the Blues Brothers. 
The Blues Brothers, yes. But they must have been in other movies together, surely. But, I feel like um, they were all in that movies together back in those days. But yes. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, just, just amazing guys. And, uh, you know, uh, you don't see that calibre of comedy, I don't think, these days. I think you see very different things. They just seem to have a great chemistry amongst them and their peers. And, uh, yeah, I think um, those two Canadians... And, Jackie's giving me a motion of someone snorting in some sort of a amphetamine, and that probably is the origin of uh, why they were so chemically uh, sound. <laughs> I believe there was um, a lot of, of the white stuff going around when they were making movies. So uh, I think based on that, would you then say John Candy has the cutting edge for the emotional connection? Well, because... Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I think, uh, I think, I think... I think, and this is, well, I think before I am, correct. It was after filming a movie called Canadian Bacon that he died. Yes, correct. The sincerity Canadian Bacon. of yes. what we're doing. And so, you know, you must be right then. You know, he's, he's, he's the guy. That's some great, that's some great selections, guys. So we got, we got John Candy and we got Hayden Christensen as the Canadians. And you've both gone the Irwins. And I can't argue with you against the Irwins because you guys are the Brisbane boys. You guys uh, are, the, are the, the, the source of truth for this. Uh, and so if you both come in independently with Irwins, it's a good chance they're going to clock up. Uh, be interesting to see yeah. if... Uh, I won't mention this to, uh, to Phil or Adza. I wonder who Phil chooses. So Phil's, Phil's a Brisbane, Phil's a Brisbane boy. boy. So yeah. he'll have his own view. So he'll, he'll have his own local view. We're, we're immigrants. Yeah, you're immigrants. That's true. Yeah. We're it's, immigrants. So... Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're we're very much immigrants, so much so that I was uh, across the road from Bacchus as the way on the way in today, wearing my rooster's uh, jacket, and uh, I was shouted at by a born Queenslander, obviously, who told me I better burn it. <laughs> I think there was an I think there was an or else, but uh, I wasn't listening to him. Poor man, poor man, poor man. 